another world, another time, in the age of wonder. You are listening to The Dark Crystal Minute. And begin all the same, sometimes good, sometimes bad. And now once more the world must undergo a time of testing. It is time, time to return to the castle. There is much to be learned. And you have no time. And here's your hosts, Philip Mitchell and Jamie Prater. Hello and welcome to the Dark Crystal Minute. This is your minute-by-minute discussion on the cult classic film, The Dark Crystal. I'm your host, Philip Mitchell, from Trial by Stone, The Dark Crystal Podcast. And I am J.M. Prater founder and co-host of Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast, and Shoulder of Orion, the Blade Runner podcast. So overall in this minute of the Dark Crystal Minute, we see Jen going to visiting the dying mystic master as he explains, a, well, I mean, he sort of goes talking a bit gibberish at the moment that Jen doesn't quite understand what he's saying. And overall, at the end of this minute, he says that the, the, the Skeksis will vow to destroy you for the prophecy says you must find the Shard. And yeah, so I think probably the most interesting thing about this particular minute of the Dark Crystal minute, of well, of the film, The Dark Crystal, is that this is the first time that we actually get dialogue from any of the characters from the film. So we've sort of gone through seven, pretty much almost seven minutes of narration uh, yeah. to sort of establish the you know what's going on with the world and how there's two signs and and Chen Jen is the chosen one and it's up to him to sort of um to fix some problem sort of thing um but yeah I mean I just love that shot this um panning shot where it goes from Jen to to one of the mystics whose name is Ursul the master and yeah, really, I mean, the master, he, I mean, to, to Jen, he's really just talking gibberish. You know, at the time when three sons meet, Jen's like, you know, master, what's, what's wrong? And also with the dialogue throughout this particular minute, the master's re- only referring to him as Gelfling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, as we get to in, in the future minutes, he does refer to him as Jen as like, I think his last line before he passes away that remember me, Jen, throughout this whole time, he's just referring to him as uh, Gelflings. So I don't know. I don't know. It was just something I, I just sort of thought about uh, just, just with, the, with looking at the script with the Dark Crystal. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's a very interesting scene. Like you said, he comes in and Jen run, runs in and it's like he's, uh, his master, Ursul, is mumbling kind of, and you're kind of, we're picking up on what he's saying mid-sentence, you know. Mm. It's a very interesting setup. Um, because there's a lot of information that Jen needs to hear, but Jen's kind of like, what, what's going on? Mm. And obviously this is kind of the beginning of his death scene. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, we're in this hovel or whatever this place is, his kind of chambers. And it's, you know, adorned with all sorts of like herbs and instruments and staffs. And if you look right behind Ursul, you'll see a scepter, which is a lot like the emperor's scepter, which I find interesting. I mean, um, yeah, because they are both our uh, counterparts uh, to each other. Yes, yes. Yeah, just just like all these little yeah these bits and bobs that are sort of in inside his um yeah his chamber, I guess in a way that 
just with the amount of detail and even just seeing, you know, the background, just, you know, a bit of flame mm-hmm. going by and, um, and, and as well, they're still continuing, you know, with having the, the, the wind, you know, having wind blowing past them as well. I mean, especially in the first shot when we see Jen, you know, his hair is just blowing all over the place. Again, just sort of adds that realism uh, to, to, to the world. And so, yeah, I mean, the master sort of says, you know, you're in danger, Gelfling, and I, I must leave you. And Jen's like, leave me, master, no. And, <laughs> and I mean, he sort of talks about that, you know, I've told you of the Skeksis. And, of course, Jen says, you know, yes, the Skeksis killed my mother and father. And um, I think probably the next line, which is probably very interesting, is the story runs deeper than you know, and you are part of it. And Jen's like, I don't understand. That's an, I don't know. Yeah, it was just something that, yeah, the, the story runs deeper than you know. And whether deeper than what he knows, because, I mean, there could be potentially sort of a story thing if they did delve into the um, the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, whether they'll delve into sort of maybe potentially seeing Jen's parents or even Kira's parents in that show. Uh-huh. And whether, you know, that... Jen is a big part of it because he's connected to whether those, you know, his mother and father had a big significant part in the age of the resistance that the mystics know. That was just something. And I guess that's more interesting about, you know, with Jen, like he is saying that the Skeksis killed my mother and father. I mean, he's probably talking more about sort of, you know, them as a representation. I mean, we could see the Gotham, you know, wiping them all out. But yeah, yeah, it was just something I was just thinking about. Yeah, and I think I, I I was thinking about as you were talking, I was thinking about Jen in context of this this beginning, and I think I feel like Jen is a little bit feral. I think mm. he he's been raised by these things that he doesn't really know, but have always been kind to him. I think he's been taught how to read and write, but he doesn't know too much. No. Um, and I almost get the sense that Jen isn't in the Mystic Village very often because he would have known that his master is sick. Um, cause he runs in there. He's like, master, master, like he hadn't seen him for a long time and his master's on his deathbed. And he's like, leave me. No. But if he would have, if Jen lives in the mystic village, he would, he would have known his master is sick. Um, he would have known something was going on. So I feel like, uh, Ursula is kind of telling him, no, you're a part of the story. Like you're the last Gelfling. Yeah. This story, this story involves you. Yeah. Um, because you are kind of like Luke Skywalker, which is mm. you are our last hope. And uh, some, just some quick trivia. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I know you and I have discussed this before. If you guys, uh, which I'm sure are Star Wars fans, remember in Return of the Jedi, this what's going on here between Jen and his master mirrors what happens in The Empire Strikes Back, where Luke is sitting in Yoda, his master's hovel. And Yoda eventually disappears as he says, kind of gives him similar information. Like you are our last hope. So I just throw, throw that bit of trivia in there. The very, very, very similar yeah. uh, scenes puppeteered, puppeteered by some of the same people. Yeah, exactly. I mean, with Frank Oz who puppeteered and, and voiced Yoda. I mean, there was other puppeteers. I know, I think uh, Wendy might. And yeah. I know she was involved with um, the empire strikes back. I can't remember with return of the Jedi where, um, that scene that sort of really mirrors um, in Return of the Jedi with with Luke and Yoda uh, versus yeah. the Dark Crystal with with Jen and the Mystics and yeah it's just something that's yeah they they seem very they very closely mirror each other 
And funnily enough, the Dark Crystal, I mean, came out in 82, in December 82, and then Star Wars, or the Return of the Jedi came out in May 20, uh, in May 1983. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was just, yeah, I just find that really interesting, um, yeah, about the mirroring. And of course, you know, as we sort of get later on in the future minutes, that it probably closely uh, mirrors even more towards the end um, when Ursul sort of disappears and so too yes. does Yoda. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, these yeah. two these two films are so connected by Frank Oz and a lot of the puppeteers who worked on the Dark Crystal then moved to um, elements of, the, of yeah. Empire and certainly Return of the Jedi, like Toby yeah. Philpot, like like Mike Quinn. I mean, so many of these people who worked on this film um, worked on Jedi, and in fact, the, the Dark Crystal really made Jedi elements of Jedi possible because they saw. George Lucas realizes, hey, what we can do. And so then we had Jabba's Palace, which was kind of a creature extravaganza made yeah. possible by the Dark Crystal. Yeah, I really believe so too. I mean, I think, you know, with Vampire Strikes Back, with what they pulled off with Yoda, uh, I think once, you know, they knew the possibilities that they could have this sort of, this making these a, a, a creature like Yoda and make him feel, you know, feel live livable and breathable sort of kind of character that um that it would be possible of doing a whole film with no humans of just creatures and puppets and and just all, all that magic i guess in that way yes yeah and then sort of goes full circle from the dark crystal to return of the jedi um yeah again with you know a lot of uh, a lot of the puppeteers who worked on dark crystal ended up working on Return of the Jedi, yeah, with, with the Jabba the Hutt um, scenes, um, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's very cool how how connected um, those films are really are, and um, I mean we could even do a podcast episode just chatting about the similarities between um, oh not so not similarities oh I mean you could say so in a way but sort of the connections between Star Wars and the Dark Crystal. So, yeah, I think that'll wrap up for this minute of the Dark Crystal Minute. And, um, yeah, as we keep moving forward to um, more minutes of the show, it's, it's, it's very exciting. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can do so at darkcrystalminute at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash darkcrystalminute or on Twitter at darkcrystalmin. The Dark Crystal Minute is a part of the Trial by Stone, the Dark Crystal Podcast Network, so if you're able to give us a five-star review on iTunes, that'd be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for your time and come back next time for more The Dark Crystal Minute.